Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. CNBC's America's Top States for Business study has ranked all 50 states through recessions, a global financial crisis, a pandemic, and of course, and more. Each time, uh, Texas has finished in the top five, including first place finishes in 2008, 2010, 2012, and 2018. But this year, in 2023, uh -uh, for the first time since the study launched in 2007, Texas has missed the mark, according to CNBC. It's not even in the top five. Huh. So CNBC's competitiveness rankings show that Texas is still a powerhouse. It's the second uh, best economy ranking after Florida. Uh, Jobs grew by 4% year by year through May more than any other state. Huh. So they're not number one or in the top five of this list for the full rankings of the competitiveness I can't even say that word, competitiveness categories for America's top states for business in 2023. So the top 10 are, and coming in at number 10, Michigan. Number nine, Utah. Number eight, Florida. Number seven, Washington. Number six, as I already said, Texas. Number five, Minnesota. Number four, Georgia. Number three, Tennessee. Number two, Virginia. And number one, North Carolina. So that's according to CNBC and their America's top states for business. Is that, uh, I mean, they ranked them for workforce, infrastructure, economy, life, health, and inclusion. Texas is 50th in life, health, and inclusion. Uh, cost of doing business technology and innovation, business friendliness, education, access to capital, cost of living. So we don't rank, as I say we, since I live in Texas, this show originates in Texas, USA. Uh, We're not in uh, the top five any longer. I don't know if I can go on. I don't know if I can go on. (laughs) Uh, We're not, we're the only one we're number one in is access to capital. We're number two in economy, number two in workforce. But man, we got to do some work on that life, health, and inclusion, don't we? Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. It has been a year since the release of the first images by NASA's James Webb Space Telescope, which is, uh, I mean, it's expanded uh, our knowledge of the early universe. While, I mean, it's 
given us a continual stream of deep space images. It was launched in December of 2021 in collaboration with the European and Canadian space agencies, and the web orbits the sun at a point roughly 1 million miles beyond Earth. And unlike its Earth-orbiting predecessor, the Hubble, its infrared cameras capture deep space starlight invisible to the human eye, or obscured by dust clouds, enabling it to effectively look backward in time into the early stages of the universe. So, in honor of the anniversary, NASA released new images, and they're really, really stunning, of 50 young sun-sized stars within the Rho O-P-H-I-U-C-H-I cloud complex. Ro-O-F-I-U-K-I. Yeah, that's what I said. Ro-O-P-H-I-U-C-H-I cloud complex. Ro-O-F-I-U-K-I. Yeah, that's the closest star forming a region to Earth roughly 390 light years away. <laughs> so it's right around the corner. Man, if you want to visit the... Ro-O-F-I-U-K-I. Cloud Complex is right there, 390 light years away. Then we get a story. I mean, it's all about space. And I'm not talking about UFOs or UAPs, although that seems to be a lot in the news lately as well. Uh, we find out that uh, they're worried about space junk now. Hello. Welcome. Have you been listening to Chewing the Fat? I've been telling you about space junk. We've needed we've needed space garbage men for a long time now. It's a growing problem. Yeah, no kidding. The European Space Agency currently now tracks 34,000 objects bigger than 10 centimeters in size, all classified as space debris now while some debris in lower earth orbit can burn up on re-entry debris left at higher altitudes 36,000 kilometers or more can continue to orbit earth for hundreds of years and they are now saying you know space junk uh, contributes to the growing uh, fear that uh, was known as the kessler syndrome should be called the chewing the fat syndrome in which a cycle of increased debris would cause increased collisions on and so on and so forth yeah no kidding and so on and so forth <laughs> as the european space agency and so on and so forth okay thank you yeah keep up okay it's <laughs> uh, amazing so you know we fortunately uh, you know the space collisions are relatively rare the last one came in 2021 when a chinese satellite smashed into a rocket body left over from 1996 so there have been other unintentional collisions in the past 10 years but spacex is planning to increase its current satellite count from 4,000 to 30,000 in the next few years <laughs> that's it though we're just gonna add another 30,000. I mean, okay, so space uh, SpaceX is going to increase satellites up to 30,000 in the coming years. Um, we just saw a story where Starlink satellites have been fo forced, forced, uh, you know, they have to, uh, make 25,000 course corrections in the last six months. I mean, that's what they're doing, right? I mean, that's part of their jobs. But they did those course corrections to avoid collisions with other spacecraft and orbital debris. 
Wow. And it also uh, doubled the number of maneuvers performed in the previous six months. So it's getting worse. So experts fear that the need to evade is only going to rise. Oh, you think? Yeah, no kidding. In the next few years? Duh. And on top of that, we find out that the SpaceX Starlink satellites are leaking radiation into the night sky as they circle the Earth, which... You know, they're saying, astronomers are saying, you know, that's interfering with our attempts to pick up radio signals arriving from uh, the cosmos. Uh, Yeah. So all satellites, including those in SpaceX, uh, rapidly growing Starlink constellation. Yeah. Like another 30,000 in the next few years. (laughs) Uh, They really have an issue with uh, communication in space and hearing uh, receiving radio waves. So as of right now, they can mitigate uh, those problems with, uh, as they do. I mean, radio astronomers are pretty smart (laughs) and uh, they can account for signals when making the calculations. But I mean, we're going to be adding more satellites in the, in our orbit in the next few years. And the ones we already have are leaking radiation. (laughs) That's it though. Don't worry about it. There's only going to be 30,000 or so more. And then we have we have to worry about just the trash and maneuvering around all the trash. Uh, we need a uh, we need a space garbage company. I should actually be the one to do that and just become the become the gangsters of space and pick up space trash. Got to be a way. Got to be a way. Other than just a net, we've got to be able to send. Uh, we've got to be able to spend space garbage rockets up and pick up debris has to be a way to do that (laughs) Uh, i need to do that that's for sure i mean elon is launching another company uh called xai uh i guess he's gonna it's supposed to understand the true nature of the universe he's gonna reveal more about it uh on uh twitter spaces event tomorrow for those of you listening live that would be the 14th of july 2023 so, you know, we'll find out more about that. Elon, uh, call me, e- email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com, and we'll figure something out for this debris issue. We can get a get our own trash company started, okay? I know, you're worried about the whole true nature of the universe thing, duh. And you want to travel to Mars, duh. And you want to put another thirty or 40,000 satellites orbiting the globe so we can all get the internet, duh. We need to worry about the trash, we need to have garbage trucks up there. <laughs> and I, I don't, I'm pissed that they're calling it the Kessler syndrome in which the cycle of increased debris uh, would cause increased collisions. Uh, the Kessler syndrome is uh, the chewing the fat syndrome. And I want that to be renamed after me and this program. Yeah, that's not going to happen, Jeff. But I still want it. Okay, back to Earth. Did you see where Bank of America, the second largest U.S. bank, has agreed to pay $150 million in fines and $100 million to impacted customers? I think I'm one of the impacted customers. It's one of the heftiest financial penalties against the bank in recent years. Uh, Yeah, they've been fined uh, in the past. 
Huh. So an investigation by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau found that the bank hurt hundreds of thousands of customers over several several years by charging repeated overdraft fees for the same transaction, withholding credit card sign-up bonuses, and opening accounts in customers' names without their knowledge or permission. Isn't that what Wells Fargo was doing too? Uh, In a statement, Bank of America said it had already voluntarily reduced overdraft fees and declined to comment on the allegations of the bank account. Have you? Have you? Did you already voluntarily reduce those overdraft fees? Those overdraft fees piss me off. And the way they do it, we've talked about this before. I know I have because it, it... pisses me off so now when you purchase a product even they don't take it out of your account they can't take it out of your account until the place of business says hey you owe us this money but it shows up as being gone as being used spending the money so you can't re-spend it right and I, you know i get it but so let's say you have a hundred dollars and you spend 50 all right the account will show that you still have $100, but you have 50 pending. And that pending is waiting for the business that you spent your money at to ask the bank for the money. So they you know, have it in pending, which means it goes away. And they say you have $50 in it. And then, so, I mean, I, so let's say I buy something else for uh, $49 and a uh, dollar. Okay, so now, oh no, let's say I buy something for uh, $24 and I buy something for $54, okay? Because I have 50 left, right? But I, I went ahead and I went ahead and spent more than the 50 I had left. So now, uh, you know, that money gets asked for, hey, the money. So the way they charge the overdraft fee is instead of paying the 24 Dollars and then charging me the overdraft fee for the $54. They would charge me the overdraft fee for the $54. And then they would say, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to charge you another overdraft fee for the $24 because we took the $54 out to cover that account. I mean, it's just a it's a double whammy from the accounts. And that's I mean, they have their ways of making their money, but they're fine for uh, repeated overdraft fees for the same transaction agonizing but back in 2014 bank of america was fined 727 million dollars for illegally charging 1.9 million customers for credit card services uh, they never actually received then in may of 2022 they were fined 10 million 10 million they spit at 10 million dollars for unlawfully freezing customers accounts and charging garnishment fees in violation of state laws then in july of 2022 they've been busy little beavers uh, busy little bankers they were fined $225 million for botching the distribution of state unemployment benefits during the pandemic. That's it, though. Bank of America still doing it. Now, they've been fined all this money, and they're still raking in the money. So good for them. Good for them. And I would just, you know, watch out and keep an eye on your money. <laughs> I know. I'm assuming that we have money, which I know we don't. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. (sighs) 
So today, if you're listening live, is the 13th of July, 2023. It is National French Friday. Yay! So you can get a free order of fries from McDonald's today if you order from their app. Um, you can, you know, there's plenty of ways to download their app. Now you can, according to this, you'll be able to select any size you want and will not be required to make a purchase to receive the free fries. I wonder what size everyone will want. Okay, so other chains are doing this too, only not just today. So Wendy's is offering a complimentary order of fries or breakfast potatoes to any customer who makes a purchase using its mobile app uh, from today through the 15th of July, 2023. So you have to order something to get free fries from Wendy's on national. I mean, okay. So you order a small drink or whatever on their app and you get a free fry or a frosty and a fry. No problem. Fat burger is offering free fries with any store purchase or online order. Wow. Uh, made using the code French Friday two, two. But it's 2023. Anyway, so maybe this, maybe it's 2-3. I don't know. The story says 2-2. Two, two, so, uh, okay. And I can't say 2-2 two, two without thinking of an old radio show, Rick and Suds out of Miami, that used to say 2-2. Two, two. What kind of name is that for a dog? <laughs> it's an old bit they used to do on the radio. Rick and Suds out of Miami, W-I-O-D. They had a bit where Rick had a dog named Tutu, and they had a caller would call in and uh, get you know have a long evolved story, and then they would get Rick to say Tutu, and then uh, the caller would say Tutu. What kind of name is that for a dog? So I could never say Tutu without thinking about Tutu. What kind of name is that for a dog? That's where my brain is. That's that's all. Okay, so you can do that at Fat Burger. Uh, in-store purchase or an online order, uh, use the code FRENCHFRIDAY22. Oh, and if that doesn't work, try French Friday 23 since it is 2023. And that happens from uh, today through the 19th of July. Checkers and Rallies customers who have the Chains app will be eligible for a free XL order of the fries uh, starting tomorrow uh, through the weekend. So uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at uh, Checkers and Rallies. I'm a fan of Checkers fries, man. So anyway, it's National French Friday. And go out and celebrate, okay? You know, with fries. Not cocaine, like uh, the cocaine that they found at the White House. Uh, we're going to find out who it belonged to today? I don't know. Uh, the U.S. Secret Service briefing a House Oversight Committee today uh looking into it they're supposed to brief them behind closed doors going on uh this morning at the time of this recording we don't know if they told comer uh hey uh this is who did it and this is we've looked at all the footage or if they're saying yeah we know but we're not saying <laughs> uh we shall see i know the oversight committee is making a big deal because they want to talk about white house security and how does something like this happen? And we evacuated the White House and we found, you know, an unknown substance. I think it may be just that someone said, hey, that's cocaine. And uh, we can't, I'm tired of covering it up. Now you're telling me the Secret Service at the White House didn't know it was a bag of cocaine. We don't know how much it was. Uh, we don't know what was what was what it looked like, but I'm guessing there's a difference between uh, anthrax and cocaine in a baggie at a walkway in the White House. So you you know when you order an evacuation and a test, 
that takes it out of your hands, right? You're not covering up anything. You're doing your job. And so now the rest of it is up to, uh, you know, up to uh, what's her face, uh, the head of the Secret Service, Kimberly Cheadle, I think her name is. And uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if the cover up continues. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that we don't know who is cocaine it belonged to. And I think I'm pretty sure we all know whose cocaine it was but not really speaking of cocaine though i see where the uh, nominations for the 75th primetime emmy awards were announced <laughs> no it's just a joke i don't mean that any of these hollywood people are doing rails stop it so uh hbo dominated in the emmy awards 127 total nods three shows succession 27 the last of us 24 and white lotus with 23 combined for 74 nominations and ted lasso on apple tv plus came in fourth with 21 nominations succession uh awesome show uh it's wrapped its final season very sad to see that go uh, the Last of Us, another hit, House of the Dragon. I mean, HBO has just been knocking it out of the... I'm sorry, it's not HBO anymore, is it? It's Max. Ugh. So we'll see. We're gonna we'll break down uh, the Emmy Awards and who uh, who all got nominated uh, coming up. Maybe maybe we'll do that tomorrow. I'm not sure. Tomorrow's gonna be Fat Pile Friday. But you know, we have the Emmy Awards being announced, and then we still have the writer's strike going on. It is in its third month. I mean, they've already shut down film and TV production in New York and L.A. and Chicago. And now it looks like the actors, well, the actors want to act like they're going to join in. <laughs> they want to act like they're going to join in. Yes, we are behind you. 100%. Well, I thought the deadline happened. Yeah, well, we don't want to, we don't want to break down too much. So we just... You know, we'll just take it easy right now because they didn't come to a deal. The deadline was last night uh, and uh, it didn't happen. So are they out on strike yet? Well, no, not really. Uh, you know, we want to be. Man, do we want to be. But we're not just yet. The union uh, represents about 160,000 Hollywood actors. They, you know, claim, you know, we're ready. We're going to go on strike. Are you? Okay. So they, you know, they're, the contract deal shut down. They even brought in a mediator to help the deal. And, uh, you know, they, instead of continuing to negotiate, SAG-AFTRA has put us on a course that will deepen the financial hardship for thousands who depend on the industry for their livelihoods. Huh. Okay. And that was from the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. I mean, uh, president of SAG-AFTRA, Fran Drescher said the studio management offers were insulting and disrespectful. <laughs> we don't want none of what you're saying, okay? And the writer strike is still ongoing as well. The writer strike, I mean, they're talking about being on strike. They don't even want to talk to them until October was the last thing that I read. Man, that's going to be tough. Uh, there's going to be some people that are going to lose their lose their homes, uh, maybe lose their families, for sure lose their homes and lose their livelihood. And that's not good. That's not good at all. And that's what they're saying is that's what the platforms want. 
right? Because when people are desperate, they will agree to anything that you're offering. So I mean, that's what they're saying. I'm, I, you know, I, I just want them to work it out. I want them to work it out. They know they're worth the money. Pay them the money and let's be done with it, okay? Please. And I see where Disney, uh, congratulations, they just uh, extended Bob Iger's deal. Uh, they, I thought he was supposed to end next year. He came on board for a short period of time and he was just going to kind of reset the company and get things back and then he was going to go, yeah, you know what? Okay, you guys, are you going to vote me in for another two years unanimously? All right, fine, I'll stay. You know, at least until the end of 2026. Look, uh, I don't know how much money he makes. According to this, he would be eligible to receive 500% of his annual base salary, which is a million. So he only takes a million in salary. Uh, Under the terms of the contract announced, uh, he will be eligible to receive a maximum 100% bonus. So that would be about $25 million in Disney equity. 60% of that manifesting as performance-based restricted stock units and another 40% being stock options. So his total compensation uh, could have reached a maximum of $27 million a year. Now stands to be several million dollars more. So yeah, Iger's not going to do that job for a million. I mean, that's A million is just so that he makes something, but the rest is all stock options and other deals. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, hello. Bob's not sticking around for anything less than 25 or 30 million a year. But you want me for a couple more years? All right, fine. I'll be here. No problem. So if you think that the ideology at Disney is going away anytime soon, you are incorrect. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Be sure to follow me on my social media accounts. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram and threads at Jeff Fisher Radio. I have not spent a lot of time on threads, but uh, Instagram and Facebook and threads is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can always email the show chewing the fat at the blaze.com and i'm going to be responding to an email here shortly that i received from a listener from one of uh, one of my listeners and uh you know we'll just go over what he emailed me oh a named dominic i don't know how he identifies if i'm just uh, i'm guessing it's a he that's just me uh you can always order a cameo from me at jeffy jfr that's not free uh but you can order a cameo at jeffy jfr just uh cameo is my pimp so you just tell cameo 
uh, when you order it, uh, what you want me to be, happy, sad, glad, mad, mean, whatever, and uh, I'll do it for you, and uh, I'll do it for money. So that's what I do. <laughs> I see where uh, the FTC is going to appeal the uh, the judge's decision to let Microsoft complete its purchase of Activision Blizzard, uh, despite the agency's uh, antitrust objections. Oh, well. I mean, that's a $69 billion deal. The FTC does not want that to happen, and uh, everyone else seems to want it to happen. So if the government doesn't want something to happen, I kind of feel like I want it to happen. I really have no, I don't care, Uh, but it just seems like if they keep hammering it that they don't want it to happen, makes me feel like I want it to happen. Again, that's just me, I know. You know, like uh, Kamala Harris, our vice president of the United States of America, she tweeted yesterday, the majority of domestic flights do not have accessible restrooms. This is absolutely unacceptable. Our administration will soon announce a solution to help end this inequity. That makes me nervous. Uh, it makes me nervous. Uh, just leave. How about you? You and Pete Buttigieg leave. Figure out how to make sure that everything is okay with the uh, air traffic controllers, and let the airlines worry about the airlines. Okay. I mean, I'm not a fan of either. Uh, well, I am a fan of the air traffic controllers. I mean, those guys, uh, man, woman, child, <laughs> uh, female, male, whatever you identify as. Uh, keep up the good work. But, uh, you know, that's fine. Leave them alone. I'm not worried about the size of the, I'm sorry, the accessible restrooms on the airplanes. I will say that uh, every time I've used the restroom on an airline, uh, it's worked fine. Uh, it may, and again, I know that's just me, but I have gone and used the restroom on an airline and everything was fine. I didn't expect it to be a lush and lavish experience. <laughs> Uh, I know, I know, I guess it's supposed to be. So I guess the administration, uh, the Joe Biden, Kamala Harris administration, is, are going to be announcing a solution to help us end this inequity. So we're planning on having lo- lavish, uh, luxurious bathrooms on airlines here in America. Are other countries going to follow this? Not a chance. And uh, will you be paying a lot more for uh, tickets to fly in America? You bet. Uh, Will that uh, put uh, a lot of people out of uh, flying every day? You bet. Huh. It's almost like that's what they want. That's really, really weird. Anyway, you can, you know, if you're excited about it, uh, the administration is going to be announcing a solution very soon that's going to help end this inequity on airlines and we will have uh, accessible restrooms and what does that even mean and what does that even mean do we have to be sure that every fat person uh, or you know obese person can fit into the restroom well yes jeff that's what that means okay well we can't provide we can't provide access to everyone on an airline you're already submitting to what the airline is offering this is what we offer you agreed to use what we offered to do what we do. And if you can't use the restroom, that's not the airline's fault. But apparently it is now. And Well, at least it's the government's fault. And they're going to, uh, they're going to put an end. An end to this inequity. <laughs> uh, we are doomed. Never mind that whole war in Ukraine. 
Uh, never mind the inflation or the banking problems. Never mind people are out of work or working part-time, working two part-time jobs. Never mind that. Never mind any of that health insurance issues. Don't worry about that. You worry about the inequities in airline bathrooms. <laughs> oh, man. We uh, live in a remarkable times. Uh, I see where Montana, speaking of remarkable times, Montana State Library is withdrawing from the National Association. You bastards. <laughs> the commission voted to pull Montana's membership in the American Library Association, citing the president's Marxist beliefs and sparking concern among local librarians. So the seven-member commission voted to immediately withdraw the Montana State Library from membership in the American Library Association, which is a national nonprofit founded in 1876 that advocates for and provides services to tens of thousands of libraries across the country. What is it that they actually do? I don't know the answer to that. If you could email me, uh, chewing the fat up to blaze.com and let me know exactly what the American Library Association does for libraries. Uh, I would love that. Don't forget their, you know, I mean, their president, Emily Drabinsky, she described herself as a Marxist lesbian. <laughs> uh, that's always good. That goes over great. Uh, and, you know, they don't care, and she doesn't care, obviously. And she's part of the commission that, uh, you know, I guess is the American Library Association. I guess they provide leadership on what you can have at the library and what kind of things we can do. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing the states should be able to do that themselves. But again, uh, what do I know? Nothing. That's what I know. And, uh, you know, things are going even so well that the Methodist Church is splitting up. <laughs> That's right. Uh, thousands, thousands of uh, congregations are leaving the United Methodist Church over the LGBTQ agenda. Wow, about a fifth of the congregations in the second largest Protestant church in the U.S. are splitting away about the inclusion of LGBTQ agenda in Christianity. Holy cow. Uh, I, I, I don't think any of us wanted to see any of our churches leave, said the uh, UMC Council of Bishops President, Bishop Thomas Bickerton. Really? Because it kind of feels like you're running them off. We're called to be the body of Christ, and we're called to be unified. There's never been a time when the church has not been without conflict, but there's been a way we've worked through it. Yeah, uh, you're going to work through it all right because of the LGBT inclusion. All these uh, other congregations are just going to leave, and they're going to join the Global Methodist Church, which is a new organization that will neither ordain or marry LGBTQ people. Wow. Uh, we are just continuing to be more divided than ever. But hey, let's worry about those bathrooms on airplanes, okay? <laughs> Alright, so if you are fortunate enough to live in Alaska or um, uh, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Helena, Montana, Salem, Oregon, Boise, Idaho, Cheyenne, Wyoming, Annapolis, Maryland, Indianapolis. Wow. 
uh, you may get an opportunity, uh, you know, places in uh, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, New York, New Hampshire, Vermont, Indiana, Maine, and Maryland, you may see the Northern Lights. Now, they say, uh, you know, you may get a glimpse of the Northern Lights. Yeah, you know what? It's going to be cloudy. (laughs) I don't know. The Aurora Borealis. uh, Are you going to see that in Maine and Maryland? I hope so. It'd be cool. You might get it in Canada, including Vancouver. I mean, all these places have an opportunity to see it, which they normally don't. So keep your eyes to the sky tonight. And it is tonight they're talking about. Uh, which is, you know, if you're listening live, maybe you get your free order of fries and you go and you take a look and, uh, you know, ponder toward the sky and see if we can, uh, you know, get the solar wind hitting the atmosphere and see the old 11-year solar cycle that's expected to peak in uh, next year, uh, making the lights visible and, uh, you know, places farther south so i mean good luck i hope it happens i hope people see it i hope we take some pictures i know my wife would love to see them uh we live uh, in northern texas that's not gonna happen here (laughs) she's big on hey why don't we just move someplace where we can see them it's pretty cold there Uh, and if you know that it's pretty cold there and uh, i am not a fan of the cold I grew up in Michigan. Uh, I got out of there as soon as I could. But, uh, you know, if you get an opportunity to see them, good for you. Tomorrow is the big day for uh, Blaze Media as we are, along with the Family Leadership Summit, hosting a uh, town forum with Tucker Carlson. It's going to, he's going to interview the GOP candidates about their values and priorities and policy positions. And he's going to talk to Ron DeSantis, uh, Mike Pence, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Asa Hussigen, and Vivek Ramaswamy. So uh, then when he's all done with that, Glenn Beck is going to do an interview with Tucker uh, exclusively for Blaze TV. So you can go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, use the promo code Jeffy, get uh, some money off and, uh, you know, become a subscriber to Blaze TV. That's one of the ways that helps keeps this show free. And, uh, you know, so I appreciate you listening and subscribing to Chewing the Fat. But uh, one of the ways that helps keep this show free is becoming a member of Blaze TV. I think if you uh, use the promo code FREEDOM, I think FREEDOM gets you more money off than promo code JEFFY. So go to blazetv.com slash JEFFY and use the promo code FREEDOM. See if it works. If it works and gets you more money off than JEFFY, that's fantastic and you are Welcome. As I'm reading another story about this uh, about this uh, event tomorrow, I see where even in this story, even in this story, they spell a word wrong, and it drives me crazy. It's a good promo for the event, but it talks about Blaze Media, the U.S. independent media compant. Instead of company, it's compant. I guess maybe we are a media compant now. <laughs> that gets me to uh, the email from Dominic. And Dominic was unhappy with me uh, about the way I pronounced the word 
cash. Uh, he emailed me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com and it's from Dominic and his email said, on your 7-11 show, you told the story of the Kentucky gold coins. I and he uses KY, uh, an abbreviation for Kentucky. I found it ironic that you spent a lot of time criticizing the pronunciation and spelling in the story while continually mispronouncing the word C-A-C-H-E as cache. That is how you pronounce the word C-A-C-H-E-T. C-A-C-H-E is pronounced cash. Now, Dominic... I know. I just, I've called it cachet forever and I just, I never get it right. I always do that. And that leads me to your next sentence in the email that you sent me. I think I corrected you once before, but apparently you have the retention of a mollusk. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I do. I do have the retention of a mollusk and I apologize for that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry it upset you. You're right, but I can't help myself. So that's my that's my excuse. There is no I get it, cash. A collection of items of the same type stored in a hidden or inaccessible place. That's not cachet, it's cash. Cachet is a state of being respected or admired prestige, okay? Which is C A C H E T. C A C H E is a cash. It is a collection of items. I got it. Okay. I got it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I made you mad, Dominic. All right. I'm sorry. I apologize. You're right. I'm wrong. There. You happy now? and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.